like I said earlier, this could definitely become the Georgina Corrick show plenty of times. And just when you think you've run out of great things about her to talk about, two more took place on the same day. Actually, within a few hours Wednesday, she was named one of the 10 finalists, top 10 in the country as far as USA Softball's College Player of the Year. She's actually joined by another member of the American Athletic Conference. We'll tell you about that at the end of the hour. And of course, three players from Oklahoma, Jocelyn Allo, who won it last year and is the all-time leader as far as home runs. The top three will be announced on May 18th, and they'll announce the College Player of the Year prior to the College World Series, which starts June the 1st in Oklahoma City. It would be hard to unseat Allo, but the fact that Corrick is one of the top 10 finalist tells you all you need to know and then she was one in fact the third player taken behind Alo and the Virginia Tech pitcher Keely Rochard in the and this is something we'll get into more you know after the season's over because it looks uh, very unique very cool but something that I have questions about how exactly it's going to unfold but the cool thing is she was drafted if you will third in the athletes unlimited softball college draft now the thing is she wasn't drafted by a team per se, because apparently this is going to be different. It's going to be a season that starts in late July and goes for five weeks, where every week there's new teams, and I guess the veterans will be charged with divvying up the teams, and they'll all play in the same city, so it's going to be great for softball fans, but again, a little unique. The point is, Georgina Corrick will be a professional softball player really, really soon, because they're going to have a tournament in June to sort of kick that season off. Of course, the actual bowl season still going. They'll play at Memphis, which has really struggled to keep people off the board. 2-13 and 13 in the conference. You would expect a sweep from the Bulls, but regardless, they are just sort of getting in tune for next week's conference tournament, all but certainly to be the three seed the only way. That's not the case. They can't be jumped, so they'll be three at worst. They could be the two seed only if Wichita State gets swept by UCF. That's a key series we'll highlight at the end of the hour on the conference show. Pretty important series in Tampa, the Warren I-4. And by the way, the softball and baseball times almost line up perfectly, so we'll keep you up to date during our baseball broadcasts. 6.30 Friday night start. Jay Retro will be on the call for Saturday afternoon's 2 o'clock game, and then I'll be back at it Sunday at 1. That is the versus cancer game, of course, where the players will shave their heads afterwards. I would strongly urge you to read Joey Johnston's story on GoUSFBulls.com about... Well, a player who knows a little bit about it, Carmine Lane, of course, the leading hitter for the Bulls, whose father has been battling oral cancer. There's amazing stories, uh, not just about that side of things, with his father, Thomas, and his relationship with Carmine. It's amazing. But did you know that Carmine Lane's girlfriend is Alexis Buckman of the softball team? They have been together for several years, and of course, she was diagnosed recently with brain cancer. It's an amazing story, and some things I frankly didn't know about the Lane family, how Cancer treatments can take a financial toll, and how Carmine's mother, Sherry, who's outstanding, works three different healthcare staffing jobs. She's basically on the phone constantly and sometimes working from games. It's something else. And if you can get a chance to check it out, please also come to the game. Well, all the games would be nice, but Sunday for sure, Alexis will be throwing out the first pitch herself. I would imagine that is going to be kind of a special moment. Meanwhile, the Bulls, of course, trying to get back at UCF, who swept them a month ago to start off conference play. What's changed since then is, well, like every team basically in the conference, the pitching situation for the Knights. Connor Stain at the time did great against the Bulls, shut them out. 
He led the country in ERA with a zero, kept it going in his next game. Problem was, he got hurt, injured his tailbone, really, only pitched two innings against Memphis, came back a week later and gave up seven runs, only four earned. So his ERA went up to one. He has only pitched once since. He got back at it last Sunday against Tulane and actually did not give up an earned run, and that was huge for them as they needed to win that game to win the series, and they did. Three innings is all he went, but again, returned to action in apparent full strength. So they have been kind of doing the bullpen thing, but have been successful. They won the two out of three against Tulane, but staying returning was a big deal. Because after they swept the Bulls, they took two or three from Memphis and then got swept by East Carolina. Again, when their pitching was really struggling, it was 12-7, 10-0, and 10-1. But they returned to a conference play two weekends ago and swept Wichita on the road, including a 16-12 comeback victory. So their offense is humming. And of course, we'll talk more about the Knights personnel specifically when we hit the air for our pregame tonight, beginning at 6.15. Oh, another thing we'll tell you on the conference show ending the hour Uh, Speaking of Knights personnel, they might have added a former Bulls men's basketball player to their roster yesterday, but we'll wait on that and tell you. Well, speaking of men's basketball, Lee Butler, who's the new senior associate AD, and Michael Kelly's guest on the new Bulls Speed Ahead podcast. It's a really enjoyable 30-minute conversation. Like I said on Twitter, if you're a basketball fan, you'll want to listen and meet Lee, and he wants to meet you, by the way. He'll be working closely with both of those teams. He worked for the ACC in the men's basketball department high up. And he gets into that, of course, with Michael. So they are longtime friends, and he is somebody you will enjoy getting to know. And his three-year-old son is named Boss, which is awesome. We'll be on the microphone for Warren I-4 tonight, keeping an eye on men's tennis and softball, how they're doing, and, of course, Melanie in the NCAA tournament. We'll have a big show for you on Monday, recapping all of the above. Horns up this weekend. I'm Derek Sharp.